Autodesk Inventor Podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the Technical Marketing Manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is December 3rd and this is episode number 19. So it's the first week of December and many of us are just returning back from Autodesk University. We had Autodesk University last week in Las Vegas, Nevada. We had uh, almost 10,000 participants that spanned all different uh, disciplines from mechanical, civil, gaming, GIS, number of different disciplines. We had several hundred classes that, uh, that individuals could attend, learn a little bit more about the products, networking, and, and a number of other things. And I had the, I had the great opportunity to attend a, many of the classes. Uh, I was able to help out with uh, a, cl- a Inventor Studio class that Edward Rose and Alan Geiger put on. It was actually a lot of fun to help out and uh, met a lot, of, uh, a lot of Inventor users there. Uh, I also held a class that was on Inventor Studio with creation and creating presentations. So it was uh, really kind of a number of different things to help you create uh, various things that, that uh, allow you to show your product a little bit better. And then we also had a What's New in Inventor 2009. So um, those of you that may not have seen the, our blog post yet, there is a beta available for the next version of Inventor. So if you go out to my feedback portal, you can get there by myfeedback at autodesk.com. You can actually sign up and, uh, and hopefully get on the, the, the beta team. So with that, you'll want to go in and put in Tesla as the beta code, and you can actually go out to, to my blog and see instructions on how to do that. But uh, we, we always welcome participants to come and test our software and, and see what works and what doesn't and allow us to make it even better. So um, with that, as I mentioned, the AU was a great event. I had a really good time. I was actually really surprised there are a lot, a lot more uh, users out there that are listening to the podcast than I than I'd expected to see. Last year I didn't have too many people really that made mention of it, but this year I had a lot of people come up and talk to me and mention that they've been listening to the podcast. They like the video portion of it, so it was really great. And uh, those of you that, that came up and talked to me, I really appreciate the feedback and the chance to talk to you, and uh, hope to to see and hear more in the future. So with that, uh, a couple of of well probably a month and a half ago we had somebody that that. Uh, got in touch with me and asked that we do something with large assemblies. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time this podcast on LOD reps. This is something that we added a couple releases ago, and I know many of you are using it, and there are probably many of you that haven't really used it yet. Uh, LOD reps are very easy to create and use, and we're just going to run through some tips and tricks on how to create them and how to manage them a little bit. Hopefully that'll be beneficial for you. So with that, we're going to jump into the tips and tricks portion of it, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. All right, so we're going to take a look at the remote control car engine to talk a little bit about some of the LOD representations. So a few releases ago, we added LOD reps, and basically this is a great way to manage large assemblies and uh, and sometimes even smaller assemblies that you want to be able to have more memory uh, available for other operations. So the first thing that we'll do, we'll take a look. You'll notice we under our representations, we have our view reps, 
we have our positional reps and we'll talk a little bit on positional reps now and, and perhaps something and you know in another podcast maybe we can spend a little more time with that um, but you'll also notice that we have under LOD reps by default when you create a new assembly you'll now see that you have a master uh, master LOD rep all components suppressed all parts suppressed and all content center files suppressed these other two are custom uh, custom created so the first thing that we'll do you'll notice that there are 83 components loaded into this assembly so or 80 87 occurrences and um, what this allows me to do is first off I'm going to tell it to suppress all components now this is an I assembly so there are other components in here that are loaded up but we've dropped it down from 83 to 7 now one of the differences between all parts suppressed and all components suppressed is right now if I expand a, a sub-assembly you'll notice that it only shows the constraints it doesn't show the parts that basically belong underneath that sub-assembly if I go to parts suppressed you'll notice that it shows the sub-assemblies I went up a couple of components now it went from 7 to 12 which is basically just the sub-assemblies but I can see the different parts that are available under here so if I wanted I could unsuppress some of these components and start building a new LOD rep uh, let's go to all content center file suppressed you'll notice that when we open it up it was at 83 documents or occurrences and now we're down to 62 so if you have a large assembly that has a lot of standard content from the content center this is a really easy way to just work in a lightweight mode without any of those files loaded um, we also can create a new one so let's come in here and um, let's create a new one the first thing that we'll do is we want to use content center suppress because we basically want just the internal components without any of the standard nuts bolts and washers so we're going to copy this you'll notice that we have a new copy down here and we're just going to name it internals 2 so we have an internals but we want to go to internals 2 and I'm going to save that we'll activate it and save it so it's loaded up so anything that we do while this is active it's going to be saved in internals so last podcast we talked about some of the selection tools we're going to come in and just use the external component selection tool I'm going to drop this down to about 85 percent something like that and then we're going to suppress those components so now we've gone from 83 to 62 to now 36 there's still a handful of components that I don't necessarily want in here while I'm working with this so we'll suppress now you may wonder what the difference between the visibility and suppress visibility basically turns off the visible uh, basically the visibility of a component but it's still loaded into memory if I select multiple components and suppress it it actually is suppressing it like it was never loaded into that assembly so it's just a nice way to really unload a lot of that memory that's not really needed so we're gonna we'll get rid of the springs we'll also get rid of that sleeve and that top plate and then let's also come around the back side of here and I'm just gonna window around these components and suppress them so essentially I went from uh, we had something like 83 components loaded now we just want to work on the internals and I have 25 so you can imagine if this was maybe a full-fledged engine that had all the cams and, and valves and pistons and everything in here it may be that I just wanted to work with the crankshaft and the the piston I could suppress everything so I could have thousands of, of components and I could really get it down to just maybe a hundred uh, to, to work on a particular area so this is a really great way to just lighten up and use this, the the various components that you need now I am you'll notice that I have just a sliver of, of RAM that I'm using here if I had a much larger assembly as we're suppressing and unsuppressing these things would see this go back and forth a little bit more 
um, but I'm going to save it where it's at right now. And we want to be able to do a couple of different things with this. You'll notice if we go into the free uh, positional representation, I can drag this around and see what this is going to look like. However, let's say that we want to get rid of the, the arm. So let's just suppress that as well. And you would think that basically since this is uh, since we've removed it from memory, now we have one less than we had just a second ago, that the constraints and everything would be broken, that they would basically be suppressed as well. However, we do maintain that relationship. So even though we've suppressed that component, we're able to see exactly how it would interact in the assembly with various constraints constrained to it. So again, this is just a nice way to be able to keep working in your design and have various things suppressed and not really affect you. So you know we're able to work in this with a quarter of the files loaded up that we, we initially started with when I may just want to be looking at a, a couple of these components to figure out a problem. So this is one, one use of LOD reps. Now let's, uh, this, this is basically that message told us that it needed to be in a master positional rep to save the document. So we're going to take that, we're going to close out of the design, and then let's come back into it. So let's go select it. You'll notice that you have options here, and basically in the options, this allows us to load it up with different, uh, different view reps, positional reps, and, uh, and LOD reps. So we're going to start off with, it may be that we want to turn all of the components or all the parts suppressed. So for those of you that, that haven't created an LOD rep and you maybe have a large assembly that you have a difficult time opening, uh, you can actually come in and say, let's open it with all the parts suppressed. We'll open this up. You'll notice that we're down to six components. And then I may want to figure out what components I want to put into an LOD rep. So again, this may be a, a huge assembly that's really difficult to manage on your computer. You can open it up without anything loaded. And then I could create a new LOD rep. So let's just come over here and we'll, we'll create one more. And I'm just going to leave it the default name right now. Notice that it's the active one. And then I could come in and say, let's, let's activate this rear case so I can just unsuppress it. It may be that we want to grab, um, let's see if we can just get this rear cap and unsuppress it as well. So basically we have just the cover and that rear cap. And we've now been able to open up a, a document without anything loaded and then turn on just the components that we want. So it could be that you have maybe 10 sub-assemblies, too large to open all of them, so you could open it up with nothing loaded and tell it to unsuppress maybe one or two of the sub-assemblies, save that as an LOD rep. So now anytime you open it up while you're working in that document, it'll default to open up in that state. So you'll notice if I come back in here and go to my options, that its, its default behavior is to load up the last LOD rep that was saved in this assembly. Now this is something that you can go into the application options and turn off so it won't remember the last date. It'll just always go to master. But I find it really useful to, to load up the last one that I saved it in. So again, it, uh, it really allows me to open up large assemblies and work with them. So we'll open this up. We're going to go back to our internals two components. We have internals which shows just the sleeve, the piston, and, and basically the internal components, or we may want the external. So this is a, a, an easy way for you to create LOD reps to lighten up the memory. Now, you may also wonder what can I do in drawing. So let's go over to the drawing environment, and we want to take advantage of some of those files. So while we're in here, let's create a new base view. And you'll notice that uh, we'll bring this over here. I have the ability to specify the positional reps, the view reps, and the LOD reps. 
So I may only want to show the externals or the internals. So let's say that we want just the internal components, place a view of that. So now when I open up this drawing, it's only going to be loading up the memory for the internals. In fact, you'll notice here that it's only loading up 22, uh, 29 occurrences and it's loading up uh, 54 documents. So now this actually, the 54 documents, I have other documents in the background that I've loaded up. So this is showing the drawing level, although 54 is all, all the components that are loaded up in this session. Uh, we could create a side view of this, drag something over like that, and we can see we have a couple of those views. So if I go back over to the engine, I can see that I have 54 occurrences, 57, uh, well, 57 occurrences, 54 documents in session, and uh, we can see what that looks like. So if you've ever had questions about managing large assemblies, this is just the, the tip of the iceberg, some of the things that you can do. But um, we really like the LOD reps. This is something that I use quite a bit. Uh, oftentimes when I'm creating nice renderings or animations for Studio, I'll, I'll come in and create various LOD reps so that I'm really lightening up what I'm loading into the Studio environment. So this is a, a real great way to be able to render something that I could never render before. And I can also drop down render times because I'm not rendering a bunch of extra faces that I don't necessarily need to render. So hopefully that's helpful and uh, that'll conclude this portion of the podcast. Well, thank you for pulling down and listening to the latest episode of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. I'd like to thank all you listeners that have listened to this for a while and welcome any new listeners. Uh, our numbers are definitely climbing quickly, so we appreciate anybody that, uh, that has time to take a listen and hear some new tips and tricks and various things that are going on out there. As usual, we like to get feedback, so if you have any feedback, please send it to us at inventor.blog.feedback at autodesk.com. Uh, you know, it's tips like, uh, or, or uh, feedback that uh, like I received a couple of months ago on level of detail somebody wanted some information on large assembly management and uh, it was a little bit too late to get it into last podcast but we definitely got it into this one so hopefully you enjoyed that hopefully it was some some great tips for for many of you out there and again send feedback and don't forget about our in the machine blog you can get there in our manufacturing portal you can go to mfgcommunity.autodesk.com and I've, I post a number of tips and tricks and different things throughout the week out there. So definitely take a look at that on a regular basis. And with that, hopefully you guys had a great time. And we'll catch you probably after the holidays. Thanks.